Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's up, Poppy? What's up, Holman? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. How you feeling today? I'm okay. I'm, dude. I'm dog. I'm I'm dog tired. We're uh, we're we're recording this really really late because. So my man Holman here, he went and did a uh, happy hour with people from work yep. when he got off, but that was at four o'clock. Oh, uh, happy hour turned into happy four hours, and he didn't get here till an hour ago, and it's ten o'clock now. Yeah, I did have fun though. It was fun. That's all that matters. Little, little camaraderie with uh with some coworkers, and it was uh it was a lot of fun. That's all that matters. I mean, I I would I would do stuff like that, not as often as I wanted to, but often enough when I worked at Lowe's. Yeah, I think it's just I mean it's fun to go out and just bullshit with people and just have a good time and and all that stuff. So um had a giant margarita. Dude, those margaritas at Cinco are huge. Yeah, yeah, they are they are big. Have you been to the Cinco up in uh, Tawny Town yet? Uh, we ordered lunch there. A patient of ours gave us a, a gift card. I'm sure it probably just tastes the same. Yeah, I mean, I got like the fajita quesadilla, and it was pretty good. Yeah, your circle square at that point. I got the fish tacos tonight. They're fire. That was delicious. You gotta doctor them up though, because if you don't, if you don't put anything on there, which was my first mistake when I took my first bite when I got them. Yeah, but if you like, if you don't doctor it up, it's just fish and tortilla. And corn tortilla, yeah, which isn't necessarily the worst combination in the world, but it's not the like it doesn't have like the most flavor, so you definitely got to doctor it up. Yeah, what I go, I went uh, uh, rice, black beans, pico, and then uh, I tried a little bit of that salsa that comes with it. Mm. And our waitress was gracious enough. She's like, "Hey, just so you know, that salsa is a little spicy." I'm like, okay, mm. sure. So I tried a little bit. I'm like, "How spicy can it be?" I put it on. I'm like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> She was not playing. They'll knock you on your ass, man. It really will. And I like a little spice. There's nothing wrong with a little spice. I like a little spice, but it's like, it's got to taste good, too. Like, it can't just be fucking hot. No, I agree with you. Yeah, like, like if it, if, uh, what the hell is going on here? There we go. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, Like, if, like, it's got, it's, it's got to have, like, some taste. It can't just be all heat. Right. Cause then at that point you're I'm just I'm, my days just ruined. You like you have seen me eat, uh, desert heat wings and buffalo wild wings like, without any ranch. Without any ranch, I just sit there with my tongue out like I'm a fucking dog. Yeah, like if I'm just gonna sit there, like if I'm gonna go eat some hot wings or something like that, something spicy, like uh, and and I'm gonna be sweating. Like I don't want to just be sitting there like literally sweating because the food is so hot and it just doesn't taste good. Right. Damn. Straight. Orioles are clawing back into it. Hey, hey. Seven to eight. Austin Hayes just hit a shot. I think the center. Left, I'm sorry. Oh, damn. He hit it over the monster. 413. Shoo. Yeah, he smashed that one. That would have been a moon shot, too. Although Xander Bogert hit a shot to the left. That was 423 tonight as well. Both are very impressive. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot better than what I can do, personally. Uh, yeah, I played baseball for 15 years, and I'll be very, very honest with you. I never hit a ball over the fence. I mean, hitting a ball a good it doesn't it doesn't matter where it doesn't matter where you are hitting the hitting a ball 300 feet that big. It's got to be difficult. 
Oh, it's super tough. Like I like I've never like I've never I don't hit dingers. Yeah, I uh I played for fifteen years. I never hit a home run. It also just wasn't my game. My I was a leadoff hitter. My on base percentage was very, very high. Right. You're 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 more fat especially when you're playing baseball, you're fast more faster than you were powerful. Yeah. I was I was a I was very quick. Right. Like I played for fifteen years. I never got caught stealing a base. There you go. I think I've, I think I said it before in here. I know I've told you at least uh, once in person. I had a double header one uh, Father's Day. Mm. I went zero for zero with seven walks. My coach pulled me from the game before I, my eighth at bat. He goes, "You're not, you're not ruining this." Yeah, I mean, you can't, come you, on, man. You can't, you can't beat that. I mean, sh- shitty for the coach for pulling you after that. But you yeah, know what? the they, umpire came up to me after the game. He's like, "I have never seen anything like this." Well, guess what, buddy? You're never going to again. <laughs> yeah, it was like we can't say that now, and you probably never will see this again. Right? Yeah. Um, this is something really, really unrelated from the sport of baseball. Um, have you watched Stranger Things season four yet? Uh, I stopped after season one. You're the wrong person to fucking ask. Then. Yeah. Well, season four. I don't know if it came out yesterday or today or what the case is, but I got the notification that season four is now out on Netflix. Okay. So if anybody's a Stranger Things fan or looking for a new show to get into, it's a good show. I'd I'd recommend getting into it. It's got like a it's got like a creepy vibe, sort of. Yeah, it's a little it's a little weird. It it it, it is a little weird. It's it's, it's a really really far fetched show. But I'm telling you, this season four, this is so fucking scary. It's not even funny. Really? Oh my gosh! Like I don't do well with horror. Okay. I I I tr- I truly don't. But dude. This doesn't like this doesn't necessarily ruin the story. I know you're not gonna watch it. For those of you who listen to this episode who have not seen this yet, I'm sorry, but dude <laughs> does it anyway. Yeah, uh, dude, it, like there's this chick who's like seeing shit. She's possessed. Okay, it's really weird. Is this eleven? No, no, no. no it, it's it's just this random broad. Okay, random broad. Random broad in high school. Yeah, she um. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where that came from, but uh, she, um, she's seeing shit. Like one of the scenes, she walks into the woods, and a tree becomes a grandfather clock, and then the center glass breaks on the grandfather clock, and all that crawls out is just a bunch of black spiders. Kind of supposed to be like that creepy thing. Okay. Well, then she's gonna go dr- buy drugs from this dude. Interesting. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a weird strange of events, but so the whole thing about so you know you know about the whole upside down. Yes. Okay. So she she finds her way into an upside down, but it's not like how it was like in the first three in the in the first season, and it's kind of the same way in the in the second and the third. That was like that like dirty looking area. You can't really see what's going on. This mm-hmm. is like very clear, very concise. She's getting chased around this house by the devil. Oh, good heavens! Like like. Whoever's supposed to be portraying her, her mother is like sewing a dress, turns around, and like face goes from like a normal person's to like creepy as hell. Like a demon. Yeah. She goes to run away from that person, rounds a corner, sees her dad sitting in a chair with his mouth sewn shut. Oh, good lord, dude. And so she finally reaches the end of where she's at. And uh, here comes the devil, like long hands, like. He said he said something to her. I forget what it was. But this whole time, like the dude who she's buying drugs for or from is like standing there, like talking to her, but she's like 
She's all out of it. What in the fuck? Oh, it gets crazier. How? So, uh, I sw- in the in the little upside down world, the the devil figure. It's not it's not what he is, but that's the best way to describe it. It's like a devil without horns. He puts his hand over like over her head, and um, it takes her back to where her actual body is, and she starts floating. What in the fuck? And then he like grabs her head, and then wham, right onto the ceiling. So this dude's like freaking the hell out. Next, dude, this is the like it was nasty. Body starts getting mangled, like arms breaking and arms, feet, legs breaking, and like the weirdest positions you've ever seen. What? Like jaw damn near gets ripped off, and then her eyes bust out of her head, and that's the end of the scene. What? Dude, it was crazy. It's happened to two people since. Sounds like some Stephen King shit. Uh, he was, uh, he, he was, he was a part of the production of the, of, of the latest season. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Dude, it was, it's, oh, it's so weird. Yeah. It sounds incredibly weird. Like I'm, I said, I, I've watched season one and that was because my ex watched the show. Um, I never personally got into it. It's not bad. It, like, like the whole, like the whole show is kind of funny too. Cause of course it's like these kids just running around trying to figure out what the fuck's going on in their, in their, in their town. Yeah. Battling like demons and shit. That are in, that are in just an upside down world. So I mean, it's, demogorgons or demigorgons. Whatever that's the hell what they is. are. See, you're catching on. See, but it, it's like it's I like, remember a lot of weird things. It's like funny because these kids are trying to figure this shit out and they can't tell adults because like who the hell is going to believe a kid talking about this kind of shit? They're like twelve, exactly. So like you just got to run around and just trust each other. And so they say like they say some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I swear that's sh- like low key for as creepy as it is, the show's pretty funny. Well, I find, like, just scary movies in general funny. Like, I laugh at them. I think they're hysterical. I'm like, no, don't do... Don't go into the creepy room full of chainsaws that's making weird noises. Like, why would you do that? And then you see, die. And then they die. And I'm like, Haha, you fucking idiot. <laughs> see, like, classic horror movies, like, that's fine. Like, like, like I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Because it's all very, very predictable. Oh, it's so predictable. But, like, new horror movies, it's like... Very unpredictable. The music stops. You think there's going to be a jump scare. There's nothing. And then three seconds later, wham! You're like, oh, you bitch. Exactly. Exactly. Wait, did you ever watch... Did you ever watch The Haunting of Hill House? Um, Probably not. That was on Netflix, too. Okay. That was pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie to you. Scared the hell out of me. <coughs> Bless you. Damn. Thank you. Um, Scared the hell out of me. It's about this family that just lives in a house, but it follows... It's four kids and then the adults. Well, something happens to the mother. Mother gets possessed. They're gonna run it at run run out of the house with their possessed mother chasing them and all that shit. But it's like, it's not like scary, but it's like suspenseful. Okay, I feel like it's, I know what you're talking about. And so it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds, and builds until it gets to a point where it's like. Oh my god, just fucking something happened already. What the fuck's gonna happen? Exactly. And then while you're asking yourself what is about to happen, it happens. And you're like, oh my gosh. You bitch. Yeah, and then you gotta go grab a towel because you just pissed on the couch. <laughs> has that happened? Is that like a is that does that coming from experience? No, but funny story with that actually. Oh gosh. Um, before we moved, this is two spots ago. Um geez, when it first came out, 
my mother and Keith were out doing something. So me and my sister were at the house watching it. And it was like 10 o'clock at night or some shit like that. Oh, I remember this story. Holy yeah. cow. So we're like sitting there in the, uh, in the living room watching The Haunting of Hill House. And something was going on in the scenes where the lights were flickering and all that shit. And next thing you know, in our, uh, in our house, all the lights turn off. <laughs> and so, like, I'm so, like, on edge from the show to begin with. I pat, dude, I, I, I kid you not, I ran out of the house. You're like, fuck this. No, I'm not doing it. I'm I, not doing it. I swear. Not today, Satan. That's what I said. And then next thing I know, you see, I, I just see mom and Keith driving up the street and turning into a parking spot. And they're like laughing. I mean, like, oh, you bitch. <laughs> You're like, nope, not today, Satan. Fuck you. Not yeah. doing it. Yeah. So just the FYI, if you if you, if the, if it's ever positioned to you to potentially watch something scary with Laurie, the answer is fuck no. Also, let's just like help. Like, help us help you guys. If you are going to watch a scary movie and you have smart bulbs in your house, just just unscrew them. Take them out. You're not doing it. Help us help you learn from Poppy's experience. Take the damn light bulbs out. Right. And see, I'm like, I'm like I'll am like, i never trust a smart bulb again. But then again, at the same time. There's, you got one right behind you. There's one, in the, there's one right behind me and there's one in my bedroom. So I'm very, very slowly turning to the dark side. I have one in my room and it's really, really great. It's very convenient. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, like right now, this is like a very bright fluorescent white here in the room. Yeah, but I could flip it and I could turn it into anything I want, dude. And I have mine connected to my Alexa speaker in my room too. So, so do I. So, so I do just I. tell her, I'm like, hey, make my room white, make my room blue, make my room purple, make my room ten percent, twenty percent, whatever. See, it's a pain. <clears throat> it's a pain in the ass now because like whenever I go to say, hey Alexa, turn off my light, it says, do you mean such and such and such light one? Because, of course, I never named either one of them. Oh, you got to name them, brother. I know. Now I, now I have to. Um, so, yeah. That'll be a little bit of a weekend project for me. Long weekend. Memorial Day weekend. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. I got off on Monday. Uh, I have off Sunday night into Monday. So, But then you had to go in Monday night. Makes sense. Correct. I was very disappointed. So, apparently, there was like a tornado warning going on in Maryland today. Didn't, yes, there was. Didn't know it. Um, apparently, the people in the warehouse at Random House... They had to go get into a uh, storm shelter. Really? Yeah. Are you upset that you weren't a part of that? Yes. Because you oh wanted to experience God, it? Oh, my God, yes. Are you kidding me? You just wanted to experience it? And also not work. There it is. I, yeah, I don't care. What are they going to do? Fire me for not wanting to work? Nobody wants to work. Yeah, I mean, I mean reporters for the NFL don't want to work. There we go. Let's go. Let's just kick it off. I saw an opportunity. That's the kickoff right there. No, I saw an opportunity. No, no more unrelated sports banter. It's time to just jump right into it. Let's just let's just let's just get into it. Peter Patter, so, let's get at her. So there is a credentialed member of the media. Um, his name, I believe, is Jack Cohn. Um, he. I don't think it's Jack. Maybe, uh, maybe it is. I could be wrong. Grant. Grant Cohn. Yep, Grant. His name is Grant Cohn. He is credentialed. Um, he works for the 49ers. Um, he's credentialed by the 49ers and the NFL. He's in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw all of this on Pat McAfee's show. It was yesterday. Uh, it was either yesterday or Wednesday. So 
he <laughs> decided to dim it down a little bit. Um, we're under the sea. We're under the sea, baby. Uh, that was the margarita I actually had at Cinco. Ah, there we go. There See, I, I know some things. Came to fruition here. Not, not really. Um, so apparently this guy is hated in the San Francisco locker room. Apparently all he does is just report negative things. He even came out and said, um, he's like, what was it that I made you that made you so mad, Javon? Javon Kinlaw is the person on the other side of this argument. Um, was it the fact that I said you have an 80-year-old knee? Was it the fact that I said that you're not a three-down player and you, you, you suck as a pass rusher and you only play first and second down? Was it the fact that I said th- this? And I'm like, he's like, or was it the hundred other negative things I've said about you? What made you so mad? So before you, before you keep going, when he said all of that, for people who haven't seen the clip, um, he said that in a separate interview from him talking to um, yeah. Javon Kinlaw. So, yes. Um, from what I gathered from the video is Javon Kinlaw uh, came up to him in practice and the dude wanted no parts of it. Then Javon Kinlaw <laughs> came on to... You got sleep. You can't do that. Yeah, what the hell? Um, he came on to uh, Grant Cohen's show and confronted him, called him all sorts of name under, names under the book, some of which we cannot say. Mm-hmm. Um, made fun of his appendage sizes. Um, and just... I mean, he just unloaded on him. He really did. I mean, um, he told him nobody fucks with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he he laid it out there on the line. So, so with this, I have I have a lot of mixed emotions. Before you get to that, I just want to get to one other little piece of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, like I said, Javon Kinlaw's going in on this dude. The dude's like, "What did I say? What did I do? Blah blah blah." You know, Javon Kinlaw's like, "You know what you said. I don't have to say it." So then, in a so then the second one came out where he's like. You know, like, Javon, what made you so mad? That's what I was talking about earlier. Mm. In a third one, he was doing a Q&A on his channel. Somebody asked him, how scared were you? He's like, I wasn't scared. He's like, my dad was in the industry. The first thing that went through my head was, oh, I'm about to retire. If he puts his hands on me, if he pushes me, if he hits me, I am going to sue him. I'm going to get, I'm going to be a multi-millionaire. And I'm going to retire. But I guess I have to work. Yeah, so... I have a lot of mixed emotions when it comes to this, man. I really do. Um, So, NFL media... Like, media relations with the NFL players is is a very, very big deal. It's very important. It's it's, it's important for the... It's very important for what the... How the NFL views it. It's also very important for people such as you and I who rely on like this insider information to let us know what's going on with, with the teams, especially, I mean, especially the Ravens. Yeah. Like I know, I know darn well. I follow Jameson Hensley on Twitter myself. I'm always, I'm always like praying that I don't see like something catastrophic whenever I see him tweet something about the team. Right. Just because of all the rash of injuries we had last season, but that's beside the point. We're on, we're in a, we're in a better week now. Um, so, so having that, having a good rapport with the media is very, very important in the NFL. Um, Especially when a guy like this is going to be in your locker room and is going to be with your team all season long. Right. So, so, so I think the NFL has to do a better, a better job with the vetting process of these guys in the first place. Yeah. Like, okay, you bring this guy in, 
he lied as like not necessarily lied. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure he I'm sure he has very, very reliable credentials. I'm sure he's a very reliable reliable source. I've seen nothing about him. I I ha- I haven't seen anything to, to like make me sway one way or another with it. My judgment of him is what I'm seeing in these videos. Right. Um but the NFL probably maybe not the NFL because I don't know I like to I don't know to what extent they have with the vetting process of these people. It's probably just the, on the team level, but the teams have to do a better job of making sure they know who they're allowing into the locker room. Right. And if you end up making a bad decision, that's fine. Don't continue with it. Just cut your ties and move on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure there are plenty of other people that these teams could find to cover their teams for them. So oh, there's plenty of willing people ready to cover the NFL. You have two right here. You got two sitting in, in the same room here. Right. Um, so the teams, so teams have to do a better job of making sure they know who they're bringing into the locker room. Javon Kinlaw did an incredibly horrible job of representing the 49ers. Yeah. Like there's there's ways to handle what is said to somebody. Watch the cl- watch the clip today of Richard Sherman laying into Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. Didn't like didn't swear at him. Didn't do it like like yeah he ca- he's called Skip Bayless names and all that kind of stuff. But oh, oh lord, yeah sorry, just punched my mic. But, Golly uh, man, yeah. Um. But when it came to that interaction between Skip Bayless and Richard Sherman, there was still a level of respect that was held. Sure, yeah. From Richard Sherman towards Skip Bayless, a.k.a. NFL to media relations. But Javon Kinlaw, there was no respect at all. Dude, there was none at all. Absolutely none. So that was a very, very bad look, not only for Javon Kinlaw, but also for the 49ers. Yeah. You and I discussed this before we started talking. There is no winner with this interaction. I think the big loser in itself is the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, you could maybe make an argument that Javon Kinlaw is the winner because, like like I said, what does he have to do? He maybe pays a fine, which, like, what what is he looking at? Maybe $250,000, $300,000, which to him probably isn't too much. Um, but, that, but then on the flip side of that, like, how, like, I don't know how well he's been playing with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know like I know he was a first round pick. He was more of a run stopper more than a pass rusher than anything else when he was in South Carolina. Yeah. If memory serves me correctly at least. Um So I don't know how well he's playing. I just haven't ke- I haven't kept up with him. Um But what if it gets to a point where the 49ers are like, "You know what? Thanks, but no thanks. We don't need this. We don't need this." What if teams bring that up with him and say, well, you treated one guy like this. What's going to keep you from doing it to everybody else? Yeah, what's changed? What's changed? Exactly. It's a fair question. So, heat of the moment. I get it. But you got to take a step back and realize what you're doing. Like, you agreed to come onto the show when you were already, when you already had an attitude with the guy. Yeah, I mean... I understand that you were, like, he even said, like, I'm going to step up and say it. Like, nobody fucks with you. Like, and the dude's like, what do you mean? He's like, what do you mean? What do I mean? Nobody fucks with you. So, right. like, it, and then 
other 49er players came out and uh, like tweeted or made Instagram posts about it, came out on social media and said something about it. I believe uh, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, uh, Solomon Thomas. Current players, former players. <laughs> just pe- yeah. people, who have, people who have been with around this guy. Yeah, around this guy, around the organization within the past five years. Yeah. And they came out and defended um, Kinlaw. Kinlaw and were like, yeah, like you guys got to do better. Like, how is this? How is this acceptable that this guy is trying to antagonize the players so much that they assault him so that he can sue them and retire? That's an issue. Like, if the, if the, if that's your end goal, then what was the entire? What was your point of getting into the industry? Yeah, why are you doing this? It's it, I don't know. It's a, it's a bad look across the board. Like I said, I think like you could maybe say Javon Kinlaw is a winner because he like maybe he gets this guy's credentials pulled, um, and he has to pay a fine. And like from like a locker room standpoint and just a a general like change standpoint, maybe mm. he makes a little bit of a difference. It's like hey, yeah, whoa, like this this is real. Like this is in our media. This is in our locker rooms. Yeah, maybe we got to do better about this. So maybe from that standpoint, you could see a winner, but I agree that it's a bad look for everybody. It's a bad look from this guy's standpoint that he's like, yeah, I'm trying to sue people and get, you know, retire and get millions. Excuse me. Uh, That's a bad look. It's a bad look that Javon Kinlaw is on this guy's show, cursing him out, calling him every name under the sun um, and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, like he literally said, like, when I approached you, like, like, you know, my balls were bigger than yours. He's like, you had no, right. like, my, my baby's voice was deeper than yours. Like, wh- whoa. Like, like, calm down, dude. It's, l- like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, like, like, that's a bad look for Javon Kinlaw. That's a, it's a bad look for the 49ers that their player and their media are currently butting heads. I know, yeah. I mean. And talking about physical altercations. So, I mean, like, like, what's crazy to me is. He must not have said anything too bad if this is the first time we've heard about the guy. Right. People have been grilling LeBron James about his hairline <laughs> for years. You don't see LeBron blowing up on people like this. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it comes in different light. LeBron James has three kids. He's almost 40. Javon Kinlaw, I believe he's... Probably a little bit old. He's probably probably between your age and my age. Yeah, I think he's like twenty five. I know he he mentioned um, <laughs> I have kids to raise, so um, he at least has one child that you know he cares for. Right, right. So it's just a bad look, man. I just don't get it. Yeah, like like we said, just, not really a winner here. Just be better. I mean, there's there's no there's no other way to describe it. Kinlaw. Be a little bit more professional. 49ers, know who you're hiring. Dude who's a reporter, if you're pissing people off, do something to change it, and this won't happen. How about just not be a scumbag? Bingo. Just don't be a scumbag. Whole, whole way across the board. Kinlaw, don't cuss people out like that. It's not, it's not, it's not a good look. It's not polite. <laughs> Dude who's the reporter, if you're going to talk about something, get your fucking facts straight. Lying is not polite. 49ers know who you're hiring because if you piss off your if you piss off your employees, it's not polite. And you piss off the people who and you piss off and you piss off the people that you hire to report on your team. That's not fucking polite. <laughs> I'm just the fucking politeness pe- police tonight. What, what the hell can I say? Ew, ew. That's me. We 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 need a siren. 
We could probably find a sound for a siren. I know. Not at this point now, because it's 10.30. I mean, we have the, like, horn. Well, that's like a... That's like a surprise, bitch. <laughs> horn. That's not really like a... Hey. Freeze. You're doing wrong. You're doing... You're wrong. I'm pretty sure I saw a cop have another cop pulled over on my way here. Oh. It was like this, right up the road. It was so this weird. This was crazy. I almost watched somebody die this morning. Wow. That's a sentence. Yeah. I got to just touch on this real quick. This was, this was absolutely nuts. Hey, you got to talk about this. I was driving down 140, and I saw this like older Camry like next to like a tractor trailer. Okay. Like, my screen, my screen started. I saw that, but you just, wham! I, I, I didn't... I like didn't a bird swooping in for, like, a field mouse. <laughs> regardless, regardless. <laughs> I watched this Camry swerve to the left, then its tires caught, and drove right for the trailer of the tractor trailer. Whoa. And got caught underneath one of the fucking wheels. What the fuck? It was crazy. What in the fuck? Why? I couldn't tell you. I, I was driving home. I was half asleep. All I saw was just Camry go, wham, wham. I'm like, oh my gosh. Guys, make good decisions. What are we doing? And like right at, right at the traffic light to turn left onto whatever road that is out there. Okay. There's just a cop sitting there. And I just saw the excitement in his face as he started driving towards. He's like, oh, we got a good one. I, like, I, like he looked so upset to be dealing with this at this early this stage in the morning. He either is at the end of his shift or right at the beginning of it. Where the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. He's either ready for bed because <laughs> he's been up for 14 hours. Or he's ready to go back to bed because he just crawled out of it. Because he's ago. been up for an hour and a half. Exactly. But yeah, that, was, that, that shit was just fucking nuts. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's just wild. Well, you know, I, I'm, I, we went off on a little bit of a tangent there. That's fine. Um, another big thing that's going on in the um, media uh, with the NFL is uh, Baltimore's own Lamar Jackson missing OTAs. I don't even think it's that big of a deal. Neither do I. They're voluntary. Yeah, they're voluntary. I'm pretty sure Tom Brady's not there. Pretty sure Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Kyler Murray's not there. So... I will say this. Um, the big reason why I ended up adding this on there is because Chris Sims um, decided he wanted to talk about it on Pro Football Talk. You, oh, you saw this? Yes. Did you, see, did you see Lamar tweet back at him? Yeah. Lamar said, Lamar wants to be Lamar, Chris. This part of OTAs is voluntary, my guy. I will be there, just not on your watch. It's probably other QBs not attending voluntary OTAs either. But since it's Lamar, it's a huge deal. Find something else to talk about. Yeah, I mean, that just that's just another example of why I love Lamar Jackson. That's how you handle sports media. Bingo. Professional, but he's like, hey, just know what you're talking about. He's come out and said it. We, we talked about it uh, probably like a month ago, if not a month and a half ago at this point. Um, <laughs> Like John Harbaugh said, he's just not ready. Right. He's not ready to sign the deal. So like, and then John, or uh, was it John Harbaugh that came out and said like, hey, yeah, like, uh, you know, 
ask him why he's not here. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That, that was. They're like, oh, hey, where's uh, where's Lamar at? I saw um, call him and ask him. What's his name? Mike Tannenbaum from Get Up. He's always on Get Up. He was yeah. the former Jets GM. GM. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, if I, you know, if I'm Eric DaCosta, I'm uh, I'm flying down to Florida and I'm sitting down with Lamar and his mom and whoever else wants to be there, and we're getting this done. Like we're getting this done so we can get Lamar on the field. I'm like, bro, he's. It's not. It's not a question of him not wanting to play. They could have got it done if Lamar wanted to this offseason, but Lamar is not ready to do it. Bingo. He see, it's he, been said. He, he, has, he has no reason to do it yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has, he's playing on the fifth-year option, making like $23 million this year. They technically do still have the franchise tag um, to use next year, where he makes like $31 million. Mm-hmm. I think that's the projected. Um, I think they'll end a franchise tagging him. If they can't get a deal done, but I think ultimately they get a deal done. I think it'll just get to a point where it's, it's the end of the season, and I, th- I think we'll make a deep enough run. I don't think we'll have enough time to make, it, to make a deal. Yeah. Um, so I did not actually see this, but uh, apparently Chris Sims did uh, respond back to Lamar Jackson um, shortly after. I don't know. Did you see this? Mm-mm. He said, that's all good, my man. You be you. I am rooting for you. Yes, I would like to see you at OTAs, but you got to do what's best for you. Not singling you out. We have discussed all QBs who are not, who have not attended OTAs. You are Lamar freaking Jackson. Of course, we're going to talk about you. That's a respectful answer. I can't yeah, do that. I mean, I mean, like, like, I knew where Chris Sims was coming from. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, like, I definitely did. He wasn't saying it in like, a, in like a disrespectful manner or anything like that. So, I mean, like, I get what he was saying, but, like... Yeah, because he was, you know, Chris Sims had said, like, Lamar said he wanted to be the Tom Brady of this generation. Tom Brady wouldn't be missing uh, voluntary OTAs, blah, blah, blah. And he even brought that up. He's like, all these young quarterbacks, they all want to be like Tom Brady, have a Tom Brady-esque career. He's like, I'll admit, Tom Brady skipped voluntary OTAs. He said, "But, but those years that he was skipping voluntary OTAs, he wasn't playing the Super Bowls. Yeah, not so, year four on a contract year. Right. That was exactly what he said. He said he said not on the contract year when he was 10, 11, 12 years into the league, when he had kids, when he was married. He skipped voluntary OTAs. The team started to suck. He came back and he started going to voluntary OTAs again. <laughs> yeah. So, it, I mean, we left that out. It made it, made it sound like Chris Sims was the bad guy. We're not, try, we're not trying to say that at all. That was just um, like a topic of conversation. I know Lamar is so much is so under the microscope now at this point, for good reason. Is that again at the same time for no reason? Yeah, he has like one of the highest winning percentages of all NFL quarterbacks, especially as of recently. Only person with a higher winning percentage right now at the current moment is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's the only one who has a higher winning percentage than, than Lamar. Who is the standard for young quarterbacks right now? Which is such a shame. It is such a shame. Because how can like how can you compare any young quarterback to Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes had a very good situation. He got drafted into. He got to sit for an entire season to learn behind Alex Smith, who is a very, very smart and good quarterback. Yep. He has Andy Reid, who is a very smart offensive mind. Um, he had very good weapons right off the rip. 
which allowed him to be very successful right off the rip. Very that, successful very early, yes. I think if anybody should be the standard, it should be Josh Allen. He kind of he kind of turned that team. You know, they were okay. They weren't great. He had a, he had a shit season. He came back and got better. Then he came back from that season and got even better. And he's just been growing, and he's been getting better. <sighs> and now the team is doing better, and the team's like, hey, we should put some pieces around him. I think if I think if anybody should be the example, should maybe be Josh Allen. That's a tough line to walk too, because yes, you can compare him. You can compare Josh. You can compare most young quarterbacks to Josh Allen, just purely based on the developmental developmental pace. But then again, at the same time, if you're doing that, your expectation is okay. Our guy's gonna be at an MVP level by the time he hits year three. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough it's a tough line to walk, but Josh Allen was viewed as a little bit of a gunslinging, raw talent kind of guy, and he's he's progressed very very well and has become a damn good quarterback in the league. You know what your baseline should be, Carson Wentz. Mm, okay, successful at his best. He like he he can be in a situation where he doesn't have to do everything, but if you need him to throw the hell out of the ball, he can get it done for you. Maybe Jalen. Uh, I wouldn't go that far yet. Okay. Jalen Hurts has had one full year. Fair. If he can, if he can continue to build, which I think he will, um, then I think you could probably make him the like the base, the baseline. Like, hey, you don't need to be great immediately. Kirk Cousins, maybe. Uh, that'd be a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Like you- he can win you a football game. Right. But also, if you kind of take the ball and you kind of rein him in a little bit, yeah, your uh, your chances are better. This rebel didn't do jack for me, dude. I'm sorry, brother. Dude, I'm so, like I'm so exhausted. <laughs> so uh, let's we, hop in. We we we're, we're we're pushing through it. We're pushing through it. Let's hop into um, week two of projecting schedules. Yep. So, holy shit. there it is, baby. Yes. Oh man! Damn, dude, that was a good one. Yeah, I mean, at this point now, I'm sitting in the parking lot at work, so lock it in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. So, um, we're continuing with the trend that we went on uh, when we first started this thing off. We started with the AFC East and the NFC East. Uh, we did Buffalo and Dallas last week, so this week we went with Miami and Washington. Um, don't know why we picked them. That was an executive decision. I don't really regret it. Because we're gonna have to do all thirty-two at some point, so gotta knock them out. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, so we're gonna start with Miami. Um, so week one, they are at home against uh, New England. Oh man, I do not know how this game is gonna go. I could see Miami winning this one. I could, I could too. But the whole, the whole thing with me is Tyreek Hill was asked in an interview. He's like, "Hey, how are things going with you and Tua?" And he, Tyreek Hill was came out and said he's like he's like honestly when I first got here I didn't really know how things were gonna end up going. Mm-hmm. He's like I didn't know how good of a ball he threw. He's like but now that I'm seeing him seeing him in person, he throws one of the prettiest balls I've ever seen. Yeah, that's what Tyreek Hill is saying about Tua. <sighs> but th- okay, that's like a very like minute thing. I know. Um, it's like saying something positive but like not answering the question. Right. So, I mean, the big the biggest thing with me is I don't know how much I trust Tua personally. 
I don't trust him either, but I'm also very unsure of how this New England offense is going to look with Josh McDaniels leaving and they don't have a quote-unquote offensive coordinator. I don't know what this offense looks like. I mean, I mean, the only, only thing with that is you know what you're getting defensively from the Patriots. But this is also a Patriots team without J.C. Jackson. That is very true also. I don't know. That's why I kind of think Dolphins maybe just take this one. I think they will just because they're at home. I mean, the whole the whole point that I was bringing up with the whole Tyree Kill and the uncertainty about how well of a passer Tua was, the Dolphins are a team that people are high on. Because they made a lot of off-season moves. They did, but then again at the same time, years passed. Just because you spend in free agency doesn't mean it works. You're right. You're absolutely right. Look at, I mean, the Jaguars do it once every three years. <laughs> For real. They, they really do. And they just did it again this year. It's, it's, it will be unfathomably stupid if they are miraculously worse than they were this past year. So they are bound to improve. Yeah, you have to do better. You, it, it, like, you have a competent head coach now. <laughs> I will be absolutely dumbfounded if, the, if Jacksonville miraculously finds their way into the number one pick again. How many games did they lose last season? 15. So they went 2-15. and 15. Yeah. They beat the Colts last game of the year, and they beat somebody in the beginning. If... <laughs> if they miraculously go two and fifteen or worse at this point, Jacksonville, you just have to bring us in. I will post this on TikTok, and I will tag them. Dude, I'm telling you, I was just playing MLB the show. It took me two seasons. I won a uh, won a World Series with the Orioles. I know, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know what it took, Marcelo Zuna. That's a guy. <laughs> It took Marcelo Zuna, and that was it. Good gracious. Marcelo Zuna won MVP. Okay, so... Yeah, and to... to, to reel it back in. Yeah, to keep, to keep it going here. I think you and I, this one's kind of a foregone conclusion. The second week of the season, uh, Miami travels to Baltimore. They're going to lose. I, yeah, I, I agree. Um, they're heading into the East. They're, they're going to be heading towards a no-fly zone. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude. Ravens secondary is stacked. This like this isn't this isn't a Ravens episode. This is a Miami and Washington episode. We're gonna go ahead and touch on them, um, and keep it pushing. But Baltimore, no fly zone, no fly zone. Um, week three, we're gonna go ahead and skip. Um, if you guys remember from week from the first uh from the first time we did this, week three, Miami and Buffalo play each other. We have Miami losing to Buffalo in week three. Ergo, um. They're one and two. They're one and two at this point now, heading into week four against Cincinnati on the road in Cincinnati. This is a uh, primetime short week game Thursday night Mm. at Cincinnati. Cincinnati wins this one. Okay. On a short week visiting. I'm curious who Cincinnati plays week three. That's a good question. That is a good question. (laughs) Um, We might actually be able to pull this up real quick. Because that might sway my mind in, in another direction, depending on who they play week three. Week three, they're at the Jets. Okay, yeah. They're, yeah, Miami's one and three. <laughs> <laughs> Miami's one and three. Uh, week five, they do go to the Jets, though. I think they'll pick up. They pick two. one up. Yep. Okay. 
on the road to the Jets. They'll go ahead and win that one, uh, which then takes them back down to Miami to play Minnesota. Um, this is a tough game too. I think Miami pulls this one. Out. I th- I think I think they will as well, just because they're at home. They do have good. They do have a good secondary. Mm-hmm. They have a very good secondary. Um, that they do. Yeah, I will. I will give them credit where credit is due. Between Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Yeah. Uh they have some decent safeties too. Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But. And they have pass rush. They have, like like nothing crazy, but it's reliable. Right. Which is all. Which is really it all gets you, home. It gets home, which is really all you need in the NFL. Yep. Um. All right. Let's go ahead and keep pushing here. After Minnesota, they are at home against Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they'll beat Pittsburgh. I think so, too. I'm kind of conflicted about what Pittsburgh's going to look like this year. Is Kenny Pickett going to start? Is Mitch Trubisky the starter? Um, is it like a, hey, Mitch, you're the starter, don't lose it kind of thing, slap him on the ass, tell him to go get him? Uh, personally, I think Mitch Trubisky should be the starter this year for him. Kenny Pickett, sit back, learn. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it just depends on one of the situations that... Um, like how Mitch is playing. How's Mitch playing? How is he doing in practice? Uh-huh. The rapport that he has with the other guys. Yeah. How's the team's performance? Is the team suffering because of Mitch Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky wasn't the reason why Chicago couldn't get it done. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, of course, I think he was a stretch at number two to be picked where he was, considering who was drafted after him. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, that that's a whole other conversation for another day. But but I think if Mitch Trubisky's the quarterback here, they have a they have a decent shot at beating the Dolphins. If it's Kenny Pickett, I don't think uh, I think this is <sighs> Dolphins. But I do have the Dolphins winning this one. Yeah, I no, I would agree. Um followed up week eight at Detroit. Um I'm gonna go ahead and say it. this is gonna be one of three games Detroit wins all year. Okay. I was thinking they probably win this one but lose next week. Um I I could actually see him losing both weeks. I think they lose to Detroit personally. This this would just be one of those games that Detroit would sneak out. Okay. So that's that. That's just my personal opinion. That just seems like a game Detroit wins. Yeah, I don't know. That's just me. I'm with you. All right. Okay. Uh, then to follow it up after Detroit, they stay in that little whatever fucking region that is, and uh, stay so they go from Detroit to Chicago to play the Bears. The Bears. So you think they beat the Bears? Do you think they lose to the Bears? Because uh, I think a lot of people are down on Justin Fields, but I think he's going to have a pretty decent season this year. He doesn't really have anybody to throw to, which is just very, very disappointing. I think that's why Miami wins. Okay, I would agree. Um, I think they'll come back. They'll be, they'll be. Shit, I don't want to do that. Hold on, stand by. What? What happened? Uh oh, breaking news. Cobra Puma. Signs, 12-year-old golf phenom, phenom Xavier Perez in first NIL deal for the company. This NIL shit's gotten out of hand. Yeah. We're paying fucking 12-year-olds now. Good Lord, man. <coughs> no comment. Um, okay, so to follow it up after Chicago, the uh, Miami Dolphins fly back home and play Cleveland. Loss. Lose to Cleveland? Yes. Okay. Because at this point, Deshaun Watson's for sure going to be back. He's not getting a 10-game suspension. Good point. I'll give you that one. Um, 
Okay. After the bye week in week 11, they are, they stay at home. Dang, that's actually not too bad. That's not bad at all. Three straight weeks home for, for the Dolphins. That's actually pretty advantageous. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be Houston at home. I think they'll be Houston. That's a win. Yeah. So then they go three straight weeks home. Then they have actually three straight tough, three straight very tough games. Yes. Two of which on the West Coast. They start at San Francisco. I think that'll be a loss. Loss. Yeah. Yep. I think San Francisco is just too physical for him. I would agree. And then I, Tua cannot keep up with Justin Herbert. No. So and they and they bolstered that defense too. They had a JC Jackson and Cleo Mack. Yeah. So um. So we'll have them losing in San Francisco, losing at the Chargers. Um. Circle back around week fifteen. They're at Buffalo. We have them beating Buffalo on the road, which I don't know why we picked that, but we did. We're sticking with it. Yep. Okay. Um, week 16, they will be at home against Green Bay. Hmm. This one's tough because I could definitely see by this point Aaron Rodgers being hurt and Jordan Love playing. I th- I think they beat the Packers. For for. Of course, no. Of course, you were the only person that could see me do it. I did air quotes when I said hurt, so because I I think they're gonna be. I think Green Bay could be spastic. Yeah. This year. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers is like fuck it. Green Bay could very easily end up ten and seven. They could also very easily end up five and thirteen. They. I don't think they could do that. Eighteen games. All right, you're right. <laughs> um, five and 12. that'd be impressive. Five and twelve. They lost the bye week. Yeah, lose on the bye week. Yeah. Uh, so you say they could? They they'll be Green Bay. I think so. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then to finish it up, they have two straight games on the road versus divisional opponents. The first one being at New England. Hmm. This one's tough because right now we have them with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins. Which is already better than Dallas. It's already better than Dallas. But is feasible. Like this is feasible for them. Yeah, it's like it's it's not it's not erroneous. It's not unrealistic. I think at this point, Miami knows they're fighting for a playoff spot. I think they I think they'll edge them out. I think so. Okay. It's tough. Miami also just plays well against New England. They always have. Always have. Always have. But I will say this. They will shit the bet against the Jets last week of the season. I thought the same thing. Because the Jets will have nothing to lose at that They're point. They're on upset alert. I'm with you on this yep. one. So that will run them to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, they should be six, nine and eight. 7, 8, 9. Yeah. 9 and 8 for the Miami Dolphins. Which, if I'm not mistaken, was their record last season. Probably right. Which would currently have them sitting in second place in the NFC, in the AFC East. Way to go, Miami. Now to shift, we'll go ahead and move over to the NFC East with the Washington Commanders. The newly named, newly um, land purchasing Washington Commanders. Yeah, there's potential of a uh, new stadium coming. Yeah, so the, I mean, I mean, you ever been to FedEx Field? I have not. Oh, it's terrible. Well, yeah, they're willing to not have the World Cup there. Yeah, FedEx, in the nation's capital. FedEx Field is awful. I love it. Like it's a fun atmosphere. Not as fun as the Ravens, just because I'm not as locked in. Sure, but uh, yeah, it's it's terrible. So, Washington kick off the season against Jacksonville 
at home against Jacksonville. Dude, I don't know. This is a tough one to start with. Carson Wentz in his first game. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence with his first game with a competent coach. But then again, this is also Carson Wentz's first game against Doug Peterson. That's fair. And I also think they're at home. They are. And I also think Washington wins the division. So, uh, and I'm also I'm gonna I'm gonna go Washington here in the nation's capital against on, Jacksonville. Against Jacksonville. Okay. Against Doug Peterson on nine eleven. There's gonna be a lot of emotions. They're winning that one. Oh, he says. Uh, pause. Whoa, dude. I, dude, that. So, I don't know what that I don't know what was. that was either. I'm so tired. It's not even funny. <laughs> um, week two, they're on the road to Detroit. This is a win, if you ask me. This is a win. Yeah, they probably win this. Oops. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Week three, at home against Philadelphia. This is a, the, uh, genuinely. This is a very, very realistic case scenario where they could start the season off four zero. Uh, I think they lose this one. I do too, but it is feasible. It, it is feasible. I think. I just don't think Washington's going to have much of an answer for AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. They might have an answer for one, but they're not going to have an answer for the other. I don't know, because I mean that pass rush is going to be healthy. Yeah, but then there goes Miles Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Miles Sanders kind of gained well. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. It's like a poor man's version of the Ravens. Kind of is. Just a little bit, a little bit slower across the board. A little thicker. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit thicker. Yeah. Um. So the week four, um, Washington is on the road to Dallas. Um, first time we did this, we had them beating Dallas. Week four, so three and one, three and one through four weeks with a uh, date at home against Tennessee. I think this is a loss. Do you? Yeah, I'm re- like I'm real mixed on Tennessee because at some point Derrick Henry can only carry the load for that long, and the team succeed. I've said that for two seasons. <laughs> for two seasons, he's had two thousand yards rushing. Right, and last year he would have done it again. Yeah. Had he had not been out for eight weeks, I don't know. I like for for for, for the sake of it, I, I will go. I will go ahead and say Tennessee wins, but I think by week five it could be the Malik Willis show. It could be. I think they're losing faith in Tannehill so fast. He's just not doing enough. No, that's all it is. He's not. He's not progressing to get them over the hump. Can you pull up the first four games of the season for Tennessee for me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Because I'm very curious who they start the season against. Because if there's a realistic possibility they start 0-4, which I guess it doesn't matter who you play, because there is a, there is the realistic possibility that you could. Um, I mean... Okay, let me hear it. Home against the Giants week one. At Buffalo. Home against Vegas. At Indy. One and three, I think. You think they squeeze it out against the Giants? Yeah. It's possible. I don't know why you're so big on the Giants. I don't know, man. Just 
something about him. I think Tyrod's going to end up being the starter. And I think Tyrod's a pretty competent quarterback. Not week one. He might be. He could beat Daniel Jones out in the... Uh, it's a new it's a new head coach. It's a new GM. I understand that. I like At the current moment, I don't think there's a battle going on. I, 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 I genuinely don't think there is. I think they're okay with Daniel Jones starting the season off. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, with that said, one and three, I think Malik Willis could be start the starter by week five. Yeah, the the pot stirring. That's just me. That's my personal opinion. I mean, I'm bigger on I'm bigger on Malik Willis than most people are. So I agree with you. I said that I think Justin Fields is going to be the starter in uh, Chicago by week four last year, and sure enough, he was. Now, granted, it was because Andy Dalton got hurt, but Andy Dalton was also playing like a bag of shit. So, yeah, except for when he came in against the Ravens. <sighs> It's because he knew that team like the back of his hand. That's very true also. Um, so then following up their loss against Tennessee in week five, uh, Washington is on the road to Chicago. This is on a short week as well. Uh, yes. This is Thursday night um, against Chicago traveling out there. I think they win this one. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was about to say, I don't think Chicago really has the intensity on the defense anymore outside of Roquan Smith. Son of a bitch, I did it again. Um, and I think that... Washington pass rush is just going to terrorize that poor kid, Justin Fields, all night long. I agree. Um, so then after, they, after they're in Chicago, get a few extra days rest in order to host the Green Bay Packers in Week 7. I think this is going to be a really close game. I think they could win it personally. I think they squeeze it out by okay. three. Okay. Can you give us a score now? Um, I see this game being... Hmm. 23-20. I was going to say 17-13. to 23-20. That's what I got here. Okay. Uh, following up against Green Bay, they're uh, on the road to Indianapolis. Um, Carson Wentz against his old team. Mm-hmm. I think he loses this one. Okay. Indy's a deep team, man. Yeah. Indy's very, very deep. So I'm not mad about that one. Not blue, red. I think Matt Ryan's gonna be shit. I think Matt Ryan's gonna be a pretty good quarterback for them. Matt Ryan wasn't the reason why Atlanta sucked. Atlanta sucked because Atlanta's roster roster depth was terrible. That was awful. Um, following up against Indianapolis, they are at home against Minnesota. <sighs> Kirk Cousins back in the nation's capital. Back in the nation's capital. This game is gonna go one of two ways. Either that defensive line is gonna get after Kirk Cousins. Or I think Kirk Cousins kind of has a field day. Flip a coin. Which is more likely? I don't know. Like, does Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen have a day? It's the pass rush for me. I mean, I, Or I, does the pass rush just have a day? I've watched enough Washington. I watched enough Washington football team games during Chase, Chase Young's rookie year. I know what that pass rush can do when they're on. <laughs> oh, it, it's lethal. <laughs> it's absolutely lethal. I'll let you make the call on this one. I'm not I sure. Say, I say they take it. Okay. I say they'll take it personally. Um, next, we'll follow it up with on the road to Philadelphia. It was a Monday night game. Primetime, baby. So, Carson Wentz returned to Philly. Yep. They might squeeze this one out. Okay. I'll rock with that. Then they go from Philly to Houston. Uh, this is a win. Okay. Then they follow it up with Houston to at home against Atlanta. 
uh, win. It could be a trap game, though. Could. It could be a big-time trap. But, yeah. Um, then they are at home or on the road to the Giants. I think they'll lose this one. They have the latest buy in the season. Yeah. I think at this point they'll be burnt out. They're tired. Yeah, they probably lose this one. Yep. I think they'll lose on the road to the Giants, turn back around, and then beat them at home. Yeah. Two weeks later. Yep. So week 13, they play at the Giants. 14, they have a bye. 15, they're home against the Giants. Right. So I think they'll end up taking the Giants there. And then coming around to week 16, they are on the road to San Francisco. I think they lose this one. Okay, I would agree. Um, it all it all depends on what Trey Lance can do. I mean, I think Trey Lance is going to be a damn good quarterback in the league. Also, also, um, so if he if he can get rolling early, that's going to be it's going to be a scary team. And then uh, week seventeen, they're at home against Cleveland. <sighs> Dude, once again, I <laughs> I really don't know who could win this game. Yeah, neither do I. I mean. Sean Watson is a pretty athletic and smart quarterback. Help, he's probably going to get the ball out pretty quick. He has a, he has Amari Cooper who has a good release. Um, so I I don't know, man. Just the simple fact that they're at home, I think they'll end up taking it. Okay, that's just me. Um, I don't think Cleveland's going to be all that good this year anyway. That's just my personal opinion. They still have a very good run game. They do. Yeah, I will give them that. And a pretty stout defense. So that will actually put Washington at 11-6. Losses against Philadelphia, Tennessee, Indianapolis, the Giants, San Francisco, and Dallas to end the season in Week 18. It's possible. I'm sure our I'm sure our fans of Washington who listen to this will not be angry. I can't imagine they would be. I think eleven and six is good enough to win the division. I think it is as well. I still think Philly wins the division, but well. We'll do Philly next week. Okay. We'll do Philly next week. I'm for it. That was aggressive. Yeah, I, I don't know what's gotten into me tonight, man. I really don't. Sleepy, you're getting angry. I am sleepy. All I've had to eat today is just chips. I don't really know what to say to that. <laughs> Chips and Taco Bell. Interesting. Also, can you do me a favor and hold it down for a minute so I can go grab my bottle of water out of the next room? Yes. Thank yes, you. I can. Because I am parched. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Um, so, I saw something on Twitter. It's been rumored that Russell Westbrook has um, asked for a trade from the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, there's been nothing formal or um, verified or anything like that coming out um, from any like reputable sources. Um, no Woj bomb, Brian Windhorse, anything like that. Um, like I said, it was just a, uh, it was just like a fan account, I guess, maybe kind of, if you want to say that, um, saying that Russell Westbrook wants to be traded from the Los Angeles Lakers. And he named a few spots that he would want to go. Golden state being one of them. Um, <laughs> I don't think that there's a shot in this world that Golden State wants anything to do with Russell Westbrook. No, definitely not. Um, damn. If they didn't want D'Angelo Russell, they do not want you. 
Yeah, hell no. I mean, I did see that um, in order to trade for Russell Westbrook, teams are asking for a first-round pick in return. And the Lakers are not willing to give it up. Dude, they don't have picks to begin with. Dude, the Lakers haven't had a first-round pick in at least three years. I think the soonest they could do is a 2024. I think that's their first available because they're still they still don't have one from the Anthony Davis trade. Mm-mm. So, the I think they still have to give up next year's, and then I think twenty twenty four is their next first round pick. And they're like, all right, well, LeBron's getting old, AD's not really panning out for us because he can't stay healthy. Uh, guys, we got to rebuild somehow. We can't just piss away everything. Right. Um. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's such a shitty situation. Situation. Um, I mean, we discussed this last week as well about what we would do um, if we were hired as the Lakers head coach. Luckily, we're out of the running for that now. We don't have to worry about that. Yep. Um, as uh, Darvin Ham, who was the um, assistant coach in Milwaukee, he is now the front man for the Lakers. There it is. Also, just saw uh, so Baltimore. Beat the Red Sox twelve to eight. They came alive, dude. It was just eight to eight. What the hell happened? It was like six to eight. <laughs> they came alive. We were down like six nothing to start. We were down six nothing by the by the third. There's a lot going on tonight, man. I'm kind of glad we did it this late. There's a lot going on. I know we can we can really we can really talk about a lot of shit. All right, let's see what happened in the ninth inning. Ninth inning, Santander single to left. That's my dog. Single to right, and Mullen scored. Um, then Santander scored on a wild pitch. Rutschman to second. Mount Castle sack fly and Hayes scored and Odor single to left and Rutschman scored all in the ninth. Nice. Where you go, O's. So. Beat those damn spankies. Yeah. Even though we played the Red Sox, not the Yanks, but. Who yeah. cares? Um, cares. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with this whole Russ thing. We'll see if the trade actually happens. Um, I don't think they'll be able to trade him. No, no. I mean, it's it's going to take a lot. I saw I saw a potential trade. Somebody said Russell Westbrook and a first round pick to the Heat for Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson. And honestly, the money actually made sense. Um, the Heat take on like one point five more million. Like that's it. If you're the Heat and you take that trade, you're delusional. <laughs> I mean, you are delusional. You're absolutely right. Especially because you're playing in the Eastern Conference Finals right now, trying to force a Game 7, and they are currently down by 3 with 4.42 to go in the last quarter. It is 97-94. I think Boston just scored. I don't know. Could be wrong. Um, Jeez, this mic is really bugging the hell out of me tonight, dude. Yeah, you are... I'm just going through it. Don't I, don't, through I, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, sh- the shift into the uh, shift into the playoffs here. Uh, like Holman said, we're currently sitting in Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals. Boston is up by three, ninety-seven to ninety-four, with about a little under four left. Uh, Miami just hit a three. Okay. So it's currently ninety-seven all with three fifty-eight left in the game. Um, good lord, Jimmy Butler's got forty. Holy cow. Yeah. What did Jason Tatum have? What was his line? Um, like? Jason Tatum's got 26 and 8. 26 and 8 for Tatum. Derek White has 22 off the bench for the Celtics. Jace, uh, 
um, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, that's his name. Has 20. Um, for the Heat, next closest scorer is Lowry with 16. Since, since, we're, since we're talking about this, you want to hear something insane? Always. So Jimmy Butler right now has 40 points. He has one block, four steals, eight assists, and nine rebounds. Right? So he almost has a 40-point triple-double. Right. He shot four of eight from three and 14 of 26 from field from the field. Mm. So really not a bad night shooting. A mm-hmm. little over 50%. His plus minus is zero. Crazy. They are no better and they are no worse with him on the floor. And he damn near has a 40-point triple-double. Dude, he damn near has half the team's points. Yeah. They have 97. He has 40. Yeah. That's insane. That's nuts. That is insane to me. I mean, on the flip side of that, I mean, Jason Tatum has 26 points, eight boards, four assists, two steals, and a block. He's a plus two. He's the highest on the, he's a, the highest in the starting lineup. Yeah, but nobody is higher than uh, Derek White. Well, yeah, in plus, the game. I mean, dude, you come you come off the bench and you're shooting four or five from three, you're seven plus, to twelve on the field. Right, like, like of, of course you're gonna have a high plus minus. Yeah. Um, I think the Celtics are still gonna pull it out tonight. Of course, the Celtics have been my pick for the Eastern have been my pick to represent the Eastern Conference since they dismantled Boston or Brooklyn. I'm sorry. Um. And then uh, the Warriors clinched the West last night. Yep. Uh, so good job to the Warriors. Steph Curry is the first ever Western Conference Finals MVP. Yep. They uh, they recently added that in. Yep. It's the Irving Magic Johnson uh, Award for the Western Conference and the Larry Bird Award for the Eastern Conference. Do you think this has anything to do with winning time? Uh, I mean, I don't, th- I don't think it does. I mean, it's all a little weird, right? It's convenient. It's convenient. I just finished episode four of that. It's good, isn't it? It's a good show, man. Like the opening scene is Doctor Jerry Bus in the Playboy Mansion, and there's bosoms right there, and you're like, okay, you got my attention. Now can you keep it? Yeah, you kept my attention. Ah, it's kept my attention all the way through, so I'm like, through okay, all, through all ten episodes, I thought it was good. I can't, I can't wait for the next season to come out. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a, it's a damn good show. I can't wait to see how it ends. Um, they just brought in uh the dude from uh the assistant coach from Portland. They just got done running the practices and everything like that, and uh, dude tries to fight Irvin Magic Johnson after or like during the practice, and gets cut from the team. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Cause he like wants the coach gone. Cause like he's like he can't adjust to the style. Uh-huh. And uh, I I'm drawing a blank on the point guard's name. Um, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Um, but I, like I, I, they I, I, end up getting along because the coach puts them on the same team and they're running the floor and Irving is like running and, like, running the break and everything like that, and they're like, oh, shit, like, okay, this kid is actually perfect for this. Right, like, 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 Magic ain't no slouch. Like, like, he's whipping the ball, like, he's putting spin on it, like, cutting it through places where, like, they've never, like, they've never done that before. He, you know, did a behind-the-back pass, smacked dude in the face, and he's like, watch where you're throwing the ball. He's like, you should be mad at your hands for not catching it. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> just so funny, man. Um, yeah, so... About to be about to be coming up on on the NBA Finals, so we're uh, finally getting to the point where I'm about to start watching basketball. 
Yeah, uh, this is pretty much this is pretty much where I'm going to start watching. Um, there's... I would have watched tonight if uh, Happy Hour didn't last four hours. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm keep, I'm keeping up with it right now on my laptop, so I'm fine. Yeah, there's a little over two minutes left, and the game is currently tied at 99. So damn yep. good game. Um, switching over to checking into the NHL. Yeah, so and their playoffs. Um... Colorado and um, St. Louis were playing tonight in Game Six. Uh, Colorado won three to two, so they're heading on to the Western Conference Finals to take on Edmonton. They won because Darren Helm scores with five point six seconds left to send them to the Conference Finals. Yep, gotta love it. There we go, Colorado. And then tomorrow night we'll have uh, Carolina and New York. Uh to see who will take on the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, the Lightning swept the Panthers, um, kind of as to be expected. Um, yeah, like you were saying, um, the Hurricanes and the Rangers, Hurricanes won game one, and they also won game two, took a 2-0 lead. Then the Rangers came back and won game three and four, um, and then the Hurricanes won game five. So Hurricanes are currently up 3-2. to two. Like you said, with Game Six tomorrow night, uh, the Colorado Avalanche, like we just said, had closed it out this evening against the St. Louis Blues, and they will play, I believe, Edmonton. Edmonton, the yes. Oilers, yeah. The Oilers had uh, won four to one, so um, you know, it's Calgary crazy. won Game One, nine to six, and that barn burner, and then yeah, and then that was it. Edmonton, Edmonton went on a roll. Um, Connor McDavid scored the game-winning goal last night. Yes. Sure um, that is not a guy you want to see the fir- the deeper you go because he is so damn talented, man. I saw some filthy move that he did. He, like, skated right at some dude and then hit a little spin move to, like, swerve him. And I was like, whoa, that is, uh, that was rude. Dude, he's, he's so crafty. He's so crafty with a puck, man. I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of Connor McDavid. I am as well. I mean, for his sake, I like. I kind of hope Edmonton wins the Stanley Cup, just because I would like to see him win a trophy. And hopefully, he's like, okay, cool, I won. I don't really have to play as hard anymore. Yeah. Um. Also, on a Capitals note, Tom Wilson had surgery on his ACL. Yes, he did. He's expected to be a six to eight month recovery. That's pretty standard for a uh, professional athlete. Yeah. So it's unfortunate that we had to lose. Um, Tom Wilson the way we did. Um, who knows how big of a difference it would have made to the rest of the series. Um, I think having him there definitely would have been a benefit. It wouldn't have hurt us. No, wouldn't absolutely we have not. Won, would the Capitals have beaten the Panthers? I don't know. I think we would have had a better chance. But Would not. we have beaten Tampa Bay afterwards? Probably not. Probably not, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, our little, that's our little insight there. And then uh, we got a little fun one coming up here while we let the rest of this uh, Boston and Miami game play out. Let's get a little spicy. Um, oh, yeah, Eric, click back over to it. Miami's up 103-99 to 99 with a minute 45 left. Fuck. So, who knows? well, 104 now. P.J. Tucker made a second free throw. Al Horford just missed a shot with 129 left. What an idiot. Damn you, Al. Damn you, Al. P.J. Tucker with the board. <coughs> huh. Um, so my question to you, it is kind of relating back to baseball. What would your walkout song be if you were a closing pitcher? And I want you to kind of paint me a picture, right? Like, like what kind of pitcher are you? Are you throwing straight heat? Are you throwing junk? Um, where's the salt? Like, like just paint me a little bit of a picture here. 
So if I'm coming out the pen, I'm definitely throwing gas. Okay, I like, love it. Like I, like I would like I like, like a Rodas Chapman, like just hundreds, just burning it. If I like if it's not crossing the plate at 105, I don't want to throw it. That's incredibly unrealistic. But if I'm throwing like 99 triple digits, well, this is this is this is purely hypothetical. Neither one of us are touching 80 miles an hour. Right. So for me. Because I know that if I, if I got into a scenario where I'm the closing pitcher for a, for a professional baseball team, like my my schlong would be like <laughs> so big, I'd have so much confidence oh my in myself each and every time I step out. What did I say I was so wrong? <laughs> Just my schlong, <laughs> dude. I would be I would be so confident walking on that walking on the field every single time. Nobody could tell me shit. Absolutely no one. Okay. And my whole mantra would be, this shit too easy for me now. Wow. So, if I'm coming out of the pen, I'm definitely coming out the 9-5 South by uh, J. Cole. <laughs> shit too easy for me now. Oh, like, come on. I would do that. I discuss Crazy Train. But I couldn't do that because the only thing I would think of is Kevin Malone running around the running around the conference room when they were doing when Andy was trying to do like the little salesman circuit thing. Mm-hmm. I would only be able to think of that. Um, of course, like anything, my limp biscuit works. <laughs> um, out of out of respect for Mariano Rivera, you couldn't do anything about Metallica. Fair. I don't know. There's so many different avenues you could take. I went with a good one. You did, yeah. I hate you for it. Why? Nah, I just do. I don't know why. So my choice was I am also coming out just throwing straight gas. I'm just I'm just bringing the heat. I'm throwing nothing but nothing but fucking heat. Mm. Uh, so my walkout song would be Fireman by Lil Wayne, and it would come in like. Shh, the fireman's coming and then the beat cuts on it's like like i can't i can't quite replicate it but if you know the song you know what i'm talking about and it's just a lit beat like all the like all the screens in the field you know and like the banners and everything like all red and like fire or whatever um, and as i'm just walking out of the bullpen whole stadium would catch on fire whole stadium would catch on fire then i'd go blow the mid off the catcher All right, with 108 left, um, 105-101, Jason Tatum scored. Jason Tatum. Yeah, it's... Uh... I, think, I think those are two good picks. Also, like, I wouldn't, like, I would also, like, consider, um, damn it, John Denver. Country uh, Roads. That, no. The other one. Yeah, Country Roads. Yeah. Sorry. What were you thinking? I don't know why I just thought of like thank God I'm a country boy for whatever reason. <laughs> That's know. the seventh inning stretch of the. Uh... I'm out of it tonight, man. You are. I'm so exhausted. I think I'm off like four hours of sleep. I think uh, the other one for me, um, I might go Stairway to Heaven. Wow. That's terrible. <laughs> like just walking out there, <laughs> Stairway to Heaven. All I'm doing is throwing gas. You're going to be petrified. Why not do, um, this one's a good idea, um, 
damn it. If I lost it that quick, I'm going to get really, really pissed off. Idiot. Oh, my gosh. It was. Come on, man. Oh, the guitar riff from uh, uh, Freebird. Oh, there it is. I think that would be a good one. I think another really good one is uh, I played it for you, and we were like, oh, oh shit, forgot how good this was. God's Gonna Cut You Down by Johnny Cash. Dude, Johnny, like anything by Johnny Cash is good. This game's over. Yeah. It's 107 to 101 with 39 seconds left. Uh, down by six. Boston needs to <sighs> live on a prayer here. Shout out Bon Jovi. <laughs> It was there. The... Shout out JB JB Jovi. <laughs> JB Jovi. Uh that's another really good one. That's uh that would that would probably be my picks though, but I'm definitely going Fireman by Lil Wayne. Yeah, I don't know I don't know what else I would pick. Um You tell me. I got a good one. What's a good one? No, I'm just saying what I picked before. It's oh one. yeah, yeah. You got good options. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for sure. I mean, you could, I don't know, get like, get like really, really jazzy. Just pick some. Oh, fuck up some commas. There it is. That'd be like a real good one. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of options out there. Or you could switch it up and just do like some like real like backwoods country shit. How backwoods? I don't know. I'd have to think. Like, are you are you loose off the moonshine in the in the pen there, or what's up? Like, how backwoods are we going here? I mean, I think we all think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, how's it going? I got you there. You got me. You did get me. You little dirty. <laughs> shout out! Shout out! Django Unchained. Yeah. God, I love that scene. It's so funny. Come on, I know you agree with me. So that is uh <laughs> that is legitimately all that we have for you guys this week. Yeah, um, we had to we had to power through this one. I mean my I thought I thought my man over here stood me up and he I did not. Look, he was looking for a new partner to do the podcast with. Absolutely would not do that. You watch your mouth. <laughs> How am I supposed to watch my own mouth? Like, uh. <laughs> you see your, you see your eyes. How am I supposed to see my eyes? Look at your pupils. How am I supposed to look at my own pupils? Uh. Oh shit! So that's gonna do it for us. Let's get on out of here. It's quarter after eleven. I still got to drive home. You're about to fall asleep and smack your head on your computer, <laughs> which I kind of do want to see, but I won't do that to you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> so. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week, and I hope you guys have a good uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See ya.